0: Welcome to the Just Be Real Sis podcast. I'm Dr. Angela. And I'm Candace. We believe that women can win together.
1: We live boldly.
0: We live authentically.
1: We live unapologetically.
0: And we encourage you to do the same.
1: We understand the need for real conversations with diverse perspectives because we are more alike than we are different.
0: We know that inclusion and honesty are our superpowers.
1: The only requirement to join us. Just be
0: real sis.
1: Welcome back to the Just Be Real Sis podcast. Hey, sis. Hey, sis. How are you? I am good. You know, listen, I am so excited about today's episode. Are you excited?
0: I can't wait. Like, this is about to be so good. It's going to be everything we need in this pandemic and then some.
1: <laughs> yes, I cannot wait to introduce our guests. So get your pens out. We have so much to talk about. This episode is going to be full of gems and realness. Um, so let me introduce you to um, Sue Solo. She is your favorite Ethiopian. She was born and raised in Atlanta, Georgia, ATL in the house. Um, and from her beginnings as a cashier in Atlanta's fast-paced nightlife, she has become an expert host, curator, advocate, and multimedia personality. You can find Sue in the mornings from 6 a.m. to 10 a.m. on the Young Jock in the Streets Morning Takeover Show. Sue, welcome. Thank you so welcome, much. welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome
2: already
1: okay listen first let me look at your
0: shirt what does that say black lanta <laughs> yes we need that we need that shirt since for our next trip to atlanta okay. we love atlanta, atlanta okay y'all
2: know atlanta is blackity black okay so we, we call it black Atlanta now there's no more hot Atlanta it's
1: Black Lana. Listen, I just got back uh, probably two months ago. I was down there with my children and we went to, of course, we went to the aquarium. We went to the London Breakfast Club and had breakfast and I had to take a picture. I I forget where exactly I was at, but I saw a huge Afro pic in the middle of the street and I was like, I need one of those in Memphis. We need that. I love it. Black Lana. Yep, that was on uh,
2: on Ponce de Leon.
1: Yes, yes. So, you know, tell us a little bit about you. How can people, I already talked about The Morning Show, how can they find you? How can they really stay? Because I know after today's episode, they're going to want to stay in touch with you and see what you're working on.
2: I would love that. So obviously, social media, that's where we are these days. Um, On Instagram, at underscore susolo. S-U-S-O-L-O. It's the same thing for Twitter. I am on Facebook, barely use it. Obviously, whatever you see on Instagram is going to be the same thing that I post on Facebook because it's automatic. Um, The Streets Morning Takeover is my baby. That is our syndicated morning show. If you're in Atlanta, you can tune in by um, checking out Streets with a Z, 94.5. If you're not in Atlanta, again, we are syndicated. Um, We're in Virginia, Raleigh, Albany, North Carolina. We're in a few cities right now. We're currently shopping a couple of other cities. You can download the Tune In radio app, just spelled the regular way Tune In app, and that way you can listen to us anywhere in the world. It's a great time. We have segments, obviously, like Juice Box, The Crazy Report, which is what Shotty Shotty does. The Love.jock is where Jock gives love advice. Now, regardless of his personal life, he gives
0: really good advice. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, Sue, we saw the second date update. And that was like, whoa! So listen, when you check That's our biggest check segment. her out, make sure you all go to her Instagram page for second yes. day update. It's hilarious. Hi. Yeah, I wanted
1: to I wanted to start with that because I think you're going to be able to get so much, and I wanted to get your perspective on that. So you said it's been some really good advice.
2: Oh, Jock gives great advice. Like if you actually listen to the imaging of like when we're rolling into Love Down Jock there's a little shade in it, you know, it's like, you know, he's got nine doctors and, you know, I mean, uh, nine babies and failed attempts at marriages and all that. Like there's definitely some shade being thrown at him, but I think it's because of all of those experiences, he's really able to give good advice. I mean, people call in with all types of crazy stuff. Let me see if I can find one right now. Like literally people will write in like, Hey, um, my, Boyfriend told me that my straight boyfriend told me that he sleeps with men occasionally. What should I do? And it's just like, well, do what you feel is in your heart. Number one, right. <laughs> do what you feel is right. But then Jock really digs into it. He's like, okay, well, did you know? You know, did did you guys talk about maybe his past sexual relations? Because if you did, then you already knew. Why are you? Act- I mean, he gives great advice. Like I really want to give you guys an actual love doc jock scenario. So the one from today, for example, I'll give you the short version. Basically, this girl writes it because she finds this guy to be attractive, and a couple of her girlfriends and her crew find that same guy to be attractive. So they decided to have a little competition to see who's gonna get him. One of the girls gets him. Then the girl who felt like she liked him the most got mad because she didn't want the girl who got him to get him because she's supposed to know that she wanted him
1: more. This, this is real life right now. This is real life. whole <laughs>
0: entanglement. It's a whole entanglement. Like,
2: <laughs> a whole entanglement. Like, first of all, how old are you talking about? Oh, we all like him. Let's see who's going to get him.
0: But you must
1: right.
2: mad when he got got.
1: Oh, wow. Listen, this is going to be so fun because with the conversations that you've had um, and the information that you can share, we want to learn a little bit more about you And so we ask questions just to get to know you better, just for our listeners to really understand they may be in the same place that you're in currently or, you know, where you've been in the past. So let's get right into it, Sue. So one of the things that I was reading, and I thought this was really interesting, is that you're a first generation American. And of course, your parents wanted you to be a doctor or a lawyer, but you decided to really chart your own course and blaze your own trail. Uh, Talk to us about the courage it takes to follow your dreams, even when it doesn't line up with what others expect from us.
2: I think the most, um, the thing I want to start out with is you need to know that there's really no timeline for happiness. There's really no timeline for success. Somebody can be successful at 18 years old. Somebody may not reach that level of success until they're 80. Um, It's different for everyone. What I'll say for me is I knew very young that I wanted to be in media to some degree. I didn't know exactly how, but I knew I wanted to be in media, entertainment. I would be in my room acting like I was hosting, you know, TRL or or whatever, acting like I was on Barney, begging my mom to take me to auditions. and They would look at me like, auditions? Girl, you better get them books. Like, what are you talking about auditions? It's just a completely different way of life, you know, like culturally We're not growing up, you know, telling our parents that we aspire to be actors and models and singers and athletes. Like, that's just not what it is. Um, So I lived a lot of my life really depressed. And people don't know or people have a hard time accepting when I tell them that because I've always been really good at just kind of being bubbly and, you know, kind of changing the energy when I come into a room. But the reality is all of that was was a cover up. I was miserable. I was depressed. I was depressed. I mean, I lived, I was so depressed that I allowed myself to live in certain areas and in, you know, certain types of places that were not beneficial to my well being. you know, my safety. And and it was just because I just didn't care. It was just like, listen, this is what I'm doing. And I didn't care. I I accept, I accepted that I was going to be miserable for the rest of my life. And uh, it wasn't until I really Mm -hmm. Surrounded myself around people who were doing everything I wanted to do that Mm -hmm. I felt so uncomfortable Mm -hmm. allowing myself to fake be comfortable in messed up situations that it was like you have to change like you have to give yourself a shot and that's what did it. That's what yeah, did it, know. you know, it's, it's not going to be, unfortunately, it's not going to be what your parents want for you all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, it's difficult feeling like you're letting them down. Not only are you broke, <laughs> but you keep chasing a dream that they don't understand. You can't help them out, you know, financially. And, and now your confidence is so messed up that you're not even who you really are. You're not even given the best of who you are because of this insecurity. So your parents now are even more worried about you because they can see that you're not being yourself. What I will say though, is once I allowed myself to really feel the joy of what I was doing and really understand that I didn't care what age it happened, as long as I felt that I reached the level of success that I wanted, then that's just gonna be what it was. And when I did that, my family dynamic changed, like they're so happy for me. And what it boils down to is they just want you to be happy.
0: Yeah. No, that is so good. Like, I love the fact that you're so forthcoming with the real journey because people will see like surface level things, right? They'll say, oh, you know, Sue is putting on these events. She's popping bottles. She's in the club. Like she, she's beautiful. They see all of this and they don't always get the full story. So I love the fact that in this time where most people just want to show their highlight reel, as Sue says all the time, that you're really telling your story. So like, at one point, you talked about the fact that most of your relationships were surface because people couldn't really handle like who you were becoming. And so they criticized you, they challenged you because um, they wanted you to do what they wanted to do and you wanted to be fresh, new, and innovative. So what would you tell someone right now who is finding themselves in a space where they're surrounded by naysayers uh, and people who don't believe in their dream? Because right now you're on the whole billboard. So I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs>
2: um it's really all here you know it's it's here it's here it's it's I know it sounds so crazy and I used to hate when people would give me that advice like you need to check your mental and I'm like girl I can't check my mental like all this is going on around me I don't even know how to connect but the reality is it's so damn true it's so true if you're not whole inside everything looks crazy to you everything feels bad, everything feels like an attack, everything feels like somebody else did something to you. When I started realizing that I had to take accountability for allowing myself to even be in certain situations to begin with, it made it so much easier to let it go. Because I cannot be mad at Jason, and Jason don't even give a f- why I'm mad. And, and, and it's making me even more mad that he don't give a f- that I'm mad. So what can you do to remove yourself from the situation? Okay. You knew Jason was a thief. You knew Jason did bad business, and you still jumped in bed with his ass. That's your fault. How are you still mad at him? You Jason.
1: really mad at yourself. You're really mad at yourself. It's not Jason that you're mad at.
0: Period. <laughs> you're mad.
1: <laughs> Okay, wait, 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 so, so wait, this, this is my next question, and it's so appropriate because this is called the Just Be Real Sis podcast for a reason. We are unapologetically honest, and um, you have been called oftentimes to be shamelessly honest. Tell us about a time that you were shamelessly honest with someone, even though it didn't feel good. And um, I feel like you have several examples of that because people, I, I, I've said this before, but I think the reason that people are so comfortable with lying to us is because they lie to themselves.
2: Yeah, it's easy to do. Um, so I have like so many different scenarios, but like professionally, for example, like when I have worked as a cashier for Age Entertainment, who I love, but when I worked as a cashier for him, of course, you know, I'm seeing all different types of people coming to the club. You got people who have real money. then you got people who got play money. You got people who really don't play about their money. Wait, 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 wait! We're
1: gonna have to do a, a episode two on real money and play money. <laughs> go ahead, go ahead. I need to hear about this real money and play money because I bet you can put some people on some game about that. But go ahead, go ahead.
2: <laughs> it is a thing, girl. So like, you know, people would come up and be like, "Yo, I got 10 people. We gonna get a section." I'm, I don't care, how much is it? I'm like, okay, it's $2,500. <laughs> I'm like, boy, you playing. Just pay the door charge, and y'all go, go play at the bar, okay? Like, you're not going to get the $2,500. Stop playing, you know? So, it used to really make me feel bad when that same person would do it over and over and over and over again. So there was one time I had really had it. Like I, I saw the man come and I said, watch, he's going to act like he's going to buy a table. and He's going to stand in front of my register for 10 minutes acting like he's getting his people together so they can pay for the table just to not do it at all, just to ask him for a discount. So he walks up and he's like, yo, sis, how the tables? I said, well, my name is Sue Solo. We do have a couple of tables left, but you're not going to get them. And he was like, what you mean? Don't try me. I said, I'm really not trying you. I'm telling you that I know you're not going to get this table because you didn't get them the last five times. Oh my, what? Like, come on. Like, so what I do still do my job, get the table information, show it to him. He don't get the table. The girl right behind him was like, you said you was getting the table. I wore these stilettos thinking I was going to be comfortable. I can't be standing up in the club. I said, girl, you don't never get the table. And I felt so bad. I felt so bad. I felt, oh, so <laughs> I felt bad. No. I felt bad. Okay, I was stressed out. That That's a high stress level job sometimes, depending on the crowd and who's hosting that night. It, it's aggressive. Okay. But I just wanted her to know, like, sis, wear your sneakers next time you go out with him. Because he like... <laughs>
0: Just, that's a whole topic. He never gets to table. Like that's a whole topic. Just
1: I know, I said. the new thing sis he never gets to table. Gets like to like table. I'm brand new. He never gets to table. <laughs> What's the problem? He's here every weekend. He didn't get it last weekend. I'm sorry. You got dressed up for nothing. Like I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> <Well, laughs> go in here and go find
2: another situation, sis. Please
1: this ain't gonna work out no wait a minute but this guy over here see this is real money start pointing people out (laughs)
2: let me show you the table chart okay go to this table over here (laughs) that's where you want to be in them stilettos okay (laughs) yeah it's pretty interesting it's pretty interesting i like sometimes you know people definitely will say like i don't know if it's that i'm sometimes i get like nonchalant or like rude but i don't feel like i'm rude i just feel like you don't like what's being said and i'm also very cautious of like not saying things nasty you know i don't i try my best not to say things with an attitude or you know um but i mean i i can't help that you don't like the truth you know what i mean like i
0: yeah, the truth can be tough sometimes, but I mean, it doesn't change. So it's funny that you, you mentioned AG Entertainment, because I know that that's kind of where you cut your teeth in the industry, so to speak. And so one thing that we talk a lot about here at the Just Be Real Sis podcast is putting in the work. Sis is currently putting it in, and she'll kind of tell you that. So... um you know, that's really where you kind of got your grind going. That's where you set these relationships in place. What I want you to do is talk about the importance of staying focused and being strategic. I'm talking about whatever position you're playing um, as you were rising in the ranks. Just give us a little bit of insight on how you were able to to still do that from the door, literally. Put in the work, yes. I, yeah,
2: yeah I, I, think, um, I think my journey is... Uh, obviously, everyone's journey is very specific to them, right? Um, some women can work in the environment that I worked in and, you know, kind of give it a bad rep, you know? Like, they're, they're the type of women that want to take trips with as many guys as possible, or, you know, uh, they, they get into a lot of promiscuous things and stuff like that, but then you have some of the girls that are, that are in school That literally just wanted this job because I'm only here for six hours and I made a couple thousand dollars, you know, pushing bottles like you have some people that are supporting their families, you have some people that actually have corporate jobs and do this for extra money, you really have every different type of walk of life in that environment. For me, I couldn't be anything other than at that time people were calling it focused. I wasn't focused per se I was insecure. like. So, of course, I sat there and did my job. You know, I did my job to the best of my ability. I kept a lot of those relationships surface level even then. So I think I didn't get into, you know, a lot of trouble per se. Um, One, because I'm just naturally not that person. But two, I was also just way too insecure to even, you know, uh, build a lot of relationships in the way that I should have. Um, But what I can say is, to all my people that have dealt with you know, childhood trauma and all my people who are still dealing with depression now, you have to get right inside. Like, it, I know it sounds so cheesy and generic, but once, once I realized how true that was, it all switched. Like, I spent all that time working for Asian Entertainment and never told anyone that I wanted to do radio. Never told them. I hung out oh. around radio personalities. I was in the studios, never told anybody. They just thought I was there because I was just hanging out. I wanted to be you. I I wanted to be in this position, but I couldn't open my mouth. So, um, you know, I think staying focused is, is, it really just is contingent on what you got going on in life at that time.
1: When you when you start walking in your truth, um, that's when the healing begins. And most people are walking around one level above depression and one level below anxiety. And you've talked about being in that dark place. So what steps would you give our listeners to talk about, you know, how you really brought yourself out of it? Because when you're going through it, it's hard to see the light.
2: It is. Um, I would say you have to find at least one source to rely on. There has to be some way of you getting the truth out. Um, I knew I couldn't talk to my mom about, you know, childhood sexual abuse. I mean, that's who you're supposed to talk to about it. But culturally, it's, it's a different type of conversation, you know, and once it did come out, I didn't get the response that I needed. And so it made me shell up even more, you know. Um, so please understand that, your, your comfort may not be a family member. Your comfort may be a friend. It may be a coworker. It may be a journal. You know what I mean? Um, but you got to find a way to let it out because if you just keep it in your head, you're literally manipulating your own thoughts. You are manipulating your own thoughts by living in this headspace, trying to figure it out yourself. You can't. You literally cannot do it by yourself. You have to first first know that you are deserving of more that you deserve better that that you can be a better member of society if you were whole and then and then address it find what person find one person who just lets you get it out they don't even have to respond but what you'll notice is if you allow yourself to truly be open okay i did a 3-day cleanse once i went to this uh, spiritual spiritual uh reader, healer, spiritual uh, healer. And um, I was like, "Uh, you know, I don't really know, you know, what what is he going to tell me? Like, whatever. And when I tell y'all, he read the mess out of me. When I made my appointment, I left no name, no callback number. So they couldn't Google, they couldn't go to Instagram, they couldn't do anything. Mm -hmm. I get there, I see this man, and and I'm trying to tell y'all, this man read me. Never met him in my life. Never spoke to him on the phone. Never nothing. And he identified some things that I actually buried. Some things that I forgot about. Mm. And he had me do this three-day cleanse. And, and every night, you know, you're taking this bath. And as you let the water, the water drain, um, he just wanted you to, to think thoughts. Like, like, say things that you want to let go of. Or say things that you want to manifest. And I'm doing it. And I couldn't believe it, but I'm saying all these things and there are tears rolling out of my eyes. And there were things that I, honest to God, I swear to you, I completely forgot about. They, like they were tucked so deep that I forgot I had those issues. And mm-hmm. when they started coming out, I was able to address them. So find something or someone or some kind of outlet because you, you can't do it at home sitting in the dark by yourself
0: that is so true so what you don't know is that one of the things that sis and i are very passionate about is manifestation so you've already said that um you also may not know that my background is clinical psychology so it is not cheesy it's not cheesy to talk about your mindset and the things that you're struggling with it is a necessity it is a requirement for a healthy living and a healthy lifestyle so that's just awesome that you are open to to experience that and release some of those things so here's my next question it's really similar to what you're talking about when you're trying to find your place in life, right, and you're looking for ways to, like, make your dreams come true, it can be tough. But then there's this moment where, like, your purpose and the opportunity meet at the perfect moment. Like, yeah. when did that first happen for you?
2: This year. <laughs> uh, I mean, of course, you know, I got the, the call for the Baller Alert Show podcast, you know, uh, three years ago. And that was really the start that was like, Oh man, like I'm going to do like a real podcast with a real reputable company. You know, Baller alert is major in, in our community. So that was the first time, but the first time that I will honestly say that I felt like I had truly stepped into myself that, that everything really lined up was honestly this year. So it doesn't matter how many episodes of whatever else I've done, how many other interviews I've done. It was not until this year that I felt a complete shift in my energy in my confidence in, in the things that I want to project. Um, it it was this year. Progress people would just assume that that it was so long ago, but it, it was not.
1: Progress in a pandemic. So <laughs> this has been so much fun. We we really are gonna have to have you to come back. Like we just have to but they because they call you the curator of vibes. So you're like a whole party and environment generator um just walking in your truth tell us about you know how did you get that title you know you're a whole vibe in these streets like that is so awesome to me um I absolutely love your energy and then right now you know what is uh, get brunch can you talk a little bit about that and then anything else that you're currently working on right now
2: brunch is something that i really started getting into um uh, really because i to be real, I got tired of working with a lot of the male promoters that I came up around. I got tired of being the female who was the workhorse. I had to get there early, left late, didn't didn't get paid how I was supposed to get paid. I got tired of feeling like I'm not going to get out of this position. Feeling like the billionaire boys club was going to constantly hold me in this lower position, even though I knew I was a damn vibe. Like I knew knew, what I was talking about. So I was like, you know, what I'm thinking this? Like, I'm just gonna start doing my own stuff. So the first food-driven event that I actually did was still with some some promoters, um, and it was it was a dinner party called the pregame at this old spot called E Villa on Peachtree. Is it on Peachtree? I think it's on Peachtree Street, and uh, what well, was on Peachtree. And, you know, the guys gave me just this four hour window. And I made a commission based off of my my food sales for the four hours. But after that, the entire dinner party would go downstairs to the after party. And I got no percentage of the after party. And I was like, but if you're using my dinner to drive the crowd to this after party, shouldn't I get something? I don't want a percentage, but at least give me a, a flat rate, you know, something for feeding this party and you know when when a woman says it it's like but,
1: but, what,
2: what you say? but they literally have the same deal going on with all the boys like it like the billionaire boys club is a is a thing and they they're hell they're hell to deal with but i was like you know what let me completely remove myself from this let me start dealing with you know the not so mainstream venues and the not so mainstream curators and promoters because i know what i'm going to get from this Group of people. Um, I started doing brunch at BQE on Edgewood Avenue years ago, and that is honestly, girl, we packed that thing out every Saturday. The food, the service, every, I really helped them go from being uh, a restaurant that was doing about $600 in sales for an entire brunch on a Saturday. thousands of dollars I'm talking thousands every week but there was a lot of work that went into it it's I'm not a I'm not a I'm not a promoter like I'm legit not a promoter in my eyes a promoter is someone who is promoting and telling you to come out somewhere but gives zero about the actual experience that's not me when you come in your table needs to be right the food needs to be good your server needs to be on point your drinks need to be cold all of that matters. it's not just about having a million people in the room. I want a million people in the room that are having fun. genuinely. I want a million people to walk out of here and say, "Man, that was a damn good party. The DJ was good, the food was good, my drink was popping, the bartender was. The- All of that matters, but to most of these promoters, the only thing that matters is how much money they're going to hitch up your ass for at the dope yeah. that's it. They're only worried about how many bottles you're going to get. I don't focus on the bottle service crowd. My people are my people. My people are the people that have jobs. I don't care if it's a nine to five. I don't care if you, I don't care what you damn do. But my events are for everyone. The everyday people, the bottle poppers, if that's what you want to do, you could do that. But I'm not going to shut out the everyday person who really wants to come and have a good time just for this bottle popper that might show up once every two months.
1: You're, You're an environment generator. It's about the experience for you. Yeah, Yeah.
2: these people don't, I mean, they don't, they only want the bottle money. And and I realized so much that I was trying to, I was trying to throw myself into a world that just doesn't care about the type of experiences that I care about. Now, mind you, Mm -hmm. there's a market for everyone. Those people are doing well. You have bottle service customers. You guys are making a living off of it. You're doing great. Mm -hmm. But what happens to you know the the people that have been in the general mission line for 2 hours because the line ain't moving that's not cool
1: right right but that's
2: really not okay or you know you're trying to get to the bar and your bartender's on her phone the whole time she's not even looking up like that's not cool you you have to consider what everyone's experience is and i think that's what sets me apart is the fact that i genuinely care about that because i want it to be an mm-hmm. event that i want to go to
0: yeah yeah,
2: if I, I, I want to go to a brunch that's just like mine because I know mine is the shit. I, I know it is. So mm-hmm. it, it was really just designing and curating events, real events, social, food driven events where people could come dressed well and not have to worry about nothing crazy happening. Just a nice social thing. So most of my events are food driven. Um, I have my dinner series, Senseless by Susola, which was on um, VH1's Family Hustle. Obviously, brunch, um, all those things have slowed down because of COVID, but it's great. You know, I'm definitely revamping and getting ready to bring them back out. But if you're looking for an actual, real good time, gotcha.
1: Perfect, perfect. So, Sue, I know you have to go, but do you have a a quick second to do what we call uh, lightning round rapid fire questions, where we just ask you a bunch of questions and the first thing that comes to your mind, you just say it? Okay, let's do it. All right, cool, cool. Um, So I'll take the first one, sis. So, Sue, you're called to be brave. What do you do? You're called to be
0: brave. What do you do?
2: Jump. Period.
0: Period. Period. That's enough. You don't have to say anything else. Okay, this is the second one. What makes you feel like 100 million bucks? My joy. Mm, That's good. Good. All right. What was the
1: last uh, show that you binge-watched?
2: Selling Sunset.
0: Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Favorite concert of all time? Ooh.
2: Damn. It's between Kanye, the Yeezy Tour, and um, that tour with Drake and Amigos. Okay. okay. It's
1: and you've already spoken about this, but um, lastly, what brings you joy?
2: Because of my depressed past, being able to stay on track is honest to God. What brings me joy? It, I, I know sometimes people, you know, are looking for a different answer, but when you struggle to find a little bit of joy for years of your life, when you get it, that's that is it you happy with with just that just the joy of being alive the joy of being able to follow my dreams despite you know not having the support growing up the little things bring me joy it it ain't nothing nothing else ain't no car ain't no bank account it's none of that
0: no, we talk about looking for the miraculous in the minute. Look for the miraculous in the minute. That's exactly what you're talking about. So, sis, I don't know about you, but I have gotten my whole life from this conversation. Sue, you brought the energy, and we just appreciate you giving us your time and all of these gems. We're going to go back and listen to it ourselves, so we can take notes. Um, so, thank you so much. There's always a place for you to just be real sis podcast. We have to have you back um, to talk about this real money, sis, if nothing else. <laughs> So we just appreciate you so much. Any last words before we head out of here, sis?
2: I love the energy that you guys have. I love that y'all call each other sis all the time. I'm actually working on a segment called Sis, I See You for the radio station. And I'm going to turn it into a monthly dinner series as well. So I love, you know, hearing sis over and over and over again. I appreciate you guys having me. And thank y'all for doing this. I know a lot of people need to hear this from us. And they need this type of energy. So I really appreciate you guys putting in the work
0: to make sure that you
1: get this out. Absolutely. Thank you so much again. Thank you,
0: ladies. Don't forget to subscribe and share so we can grow this movement. If you have show ideas or would like to be considered as a special guest, you can email us at justberealsis at gmail.com. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Just Be Real Podcast. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, and iHeartRadio. As always, remember to serve first, Stay encouraged, be kind, and just be real, sis.